Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we resume our study of the book of Acts with chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. This portion of scripture describes the fate of Ananias and Sapphira. R.C. Sproul, in his book, The Holiness of God, says that this narrative qualifies as one of several, quote, hard sayings, unquote, found in the Bible. In order to understand this passage, we must first understand what it means to serve a holy God. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches us today's slice of this week's message entitled, Great Fear in the Church. What Ananias and Sapphira did served the interests of Satan. He says, Satan filled your heart. Well, to be filled with something is to be under the, con- under the control of. You don't have to get weird about demon possession or anything like that. They did something which served Satan's interest, and therefore it was Satan who was in control. But would you notice that 100% of the responsibility for the sin was upon Ananias and Sapphira? They owned the land. They were obviously among the wealthy ones in the multitude of the church because they had a piece of land that they could liquidate. Um, They were in control of the land, they were in control of the sale, and they were in control of the donation. It was totally under their control. The sin came from their hearts. Now, was it wrong for Ananias and Sapphira to sell the property? No. They were under no requirement to do that. Was it wrong for them to donate, to take care of the needs of fellow Christians? No. It was a wonderful thing that they did. It was a good deed. What was wrong and what was at the core of the sin was the motive for lying about it. They wanted spiritual prestige of being seen for their amazing generosity. But they also wanted to pocket some of the money. Keeping some of the money is not a sin. Lying about keeping some of the money is a sin. It would all have been fine except for the hypocrisy of lying. Hypocrisy is appearing to be something on the outside that isn't matched by what is inside. Now, we all know none of us live a perfect life where our outside actions always perfectly reflect the Lord that is in us, but is our goal to be seen by men? Jesus had some words to say about that right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 1, Jesus says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them, which is what the Pharisees lived for. Otherwise... You have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, 
Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret and your Father who sees what is, in, seek, what is done in secret will reward you. I've heard it explained and it certainly fits the text, although I can't prove it. We know that there were receptacles like horn-shaped receptacles in the temple and that's how you could designate your offerings by putting which basket you, you put it in and alms was giving for the poor. The idea of don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing is that you could walk by there and just quietly with your right hand put that in and somebody standing next to you on the left side would have no idea what happened. Or you could stop there and you could say, hey, Fred, can you break a hundred? You can call attention to yourself to do it. That was what this sin was all about. Now, when you believe in Christ, you've recognized your sin. You understand Christ took it. You understand that you have, that you have forgiveness, that you're no longer dead in your trespasses and sins. And so rather than now trying to make yourself look good, trying to make yourself feel good, trying to make yourself uh, appreciated in the sight of men, now you can just say, Abba, Father, God, my Father, oh, I'm so pleased to know you. Remember the tabernacle at the beginning of Israel's life outside of Egypt, God showed something pretty drastic. Remember Jericho the beginning of the era of Israel in the land, God did something pretty drastic. In the beginning days of the era of the church, as thousands have come to Christ in a very short time, God gave a dramatic and humbling display of His holiness. So back to Acts chapter 5. And as He heard these words, as Ananias heard Peter's words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last and great fear came over all who heard of it. It was just like opening day at Tabernacle, just like Achan and his family the day that they died. The people who witnessed it realized the importance of fearing the Lord. An autopsy might have shown that Ananias had a heart attack, physiologically, perhaps. But make no mistake, the actual cause of death was the hand of God chastising one of His own. The ultimate earthly chastisement for willful sin can be death. We can go down that rabbit trail some other time. But whom the Lord loves, He chastens. He disciplines every, every child that He receives. Well, press Him hard enough, He will ramp up the chastening. So, chapter 5, verse 6, the young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now, burials had to take place outside the, the city, and in that hot climate and without modern refrigeration technology, not to mention the customs of the Jews, burial almost always took place immediately on the day of a death. But this lesson from God has another chapter. We've seen Ananias. He's the aberration from the good example. Now Sapphira, the sycophant. His wife was a co-conspirator in the charade of the public gift. Now, you get some insight here. People talk about, let's, 
Let's be like the early church. Let's be like the church in the, in, in, the, in the early days. Okay, let's meet from morning till night. Okay? Three hours go by here, and the service is still going on. Uh, it's not going to get any better. Later in Acts, the service is long enough for a guy to fall asleep in the window, fall out of the window, die. They take care of him, come back and finish the sermon. Okay, let, let's be like that, okay? I mean, we, we knock out two services before noon. Okay, we don't want to necessarily try to make our culture fit that culture, but you get a good idea. To these people being with each other, it was everything. Oh, they yearn to hear the teaching of the apostles. They love sharing meals together. Oh, and then there's the Lord's table, and there's being able to meet the needs of the ones that, that, that have the least. But chapter 5, verse 7 Now there elapsed an interval of about three hours, and his wife came in. Takes the ladies longer to get ready for church, I realize. We don't know why, but he came earlier, she came later. Maybe they drove two chariots. We don't know how that worked. She didn't know what had happened. His wife came in not knowing what happened. Well, during those three hours, the men had time to finish burying Ananias' body. They had to take it, cover it, wrap it, carry it outside the walls, dig a grave, bury him, and come back. Three hours is about right for strong young men. Well, I imagine that Peter dreaded what he had to do next. And as we know, God had given Peter information on what was going on. And Look at verse 8. And Peter responded to her, tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, yes, that was the price. Now, whoever was within earshot at that moment must have gasped. If you had seen, if you'd been there for three hours, that, that three-hour time, and seen that, you think, oh no, Sapphira. Well, Peter gave Sapphira a golden opportunity to do the right thing but she didn't. She didn't even know that she was a widow. And she clung to the sin that she and Ananias had cooked up. So verse 9, then Peter said to her, why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. The guys were just returning. That was one lousy day to be assigned to usher's duty for the church service. Verse 10, and immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead. And they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And thus ended Ananias and Sapphira's foolish showing off in front of the church. It was completely unnecessary. The contribution was a good thing. And God got glory from it. They could have just rejoiced in the fact that they were able to give and they could reinforce that spirit of generosity and compassion and caring that, that just swept through that group every day. 
But by embellishing the story with a lie, they attempted to deceive the Holy Spirit and test the patience of God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.